0: Welcome into the Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week for going on four years. So blessed. That's like, uh, you know, if you, if someone says, Hey, how are you? I think if you drop, I'm blessed. I think, I think it kind of sets you apart. I was, uh, there was a couple of, uh, basketball players at the uh, G league game. Like, Hey, how are you? I'm blessed, Eric. I'm so blessed to lace him up. Now here they are in the G League. They're not making millions of dollars. Smile on his face. I'm blessed. I like that. I like that. I think I think if you drop the old I'm I'm blessed. I'm just so blessed to it, it's absolutely true. It just it just puts a nice warm glow on your words, I guess. Which as you know, I'm all about. <clears throat> whoops. As you know, I am all about putting a warm glow on my words. Um, The show originates in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. I've got an incredible story for you. Okay. That... um, I had to make sure that the door was locked. There's actually like one, two, three doors... Between where I sit right now and the rest of the house. And uh, I had to make sure that the bedroom door was locked. Because the door into the closet does not lock at all. And nor does the one right behind me. Because I'm in a bit of i I'd be in a very, very precarious spot if uh, what I was about to talk about entered the ears of our beloved NFK, my brother-in-law who lives here with us. Now in this story, I am going to reveal to you first, right this second, I'm going to cut to the very ending of it. Okay. So that there isn't a huge long buildup where you're like, what happened next? What happened next? I'm going to tell you the ending of this story. And then I'm going to go back to the beginning. The pants that the NFK tried on at the men's warehouse. After they were removed by the NFK, when he tried them on and they did all the marks and said, okay, now the tailor goes to work. The tailor went to work on the pants and discovered they were full of shit. Now, let's back up. I still cannot believe the words that I just had to say. That I've had to process. Since I found this out on Friday. You could have knocked me over with a feather when I found this information out. How I found it all out, every bit of this fucking story is beyond ridiculous. Save your questions for the end. I will answer your questions in press conference format at the end of this story. But just sit back and enjoy it. So I need to make sure that, uh, as I was uh, contemplating telling the story over the next, over two days, because it all happened on Friday. It all unfolded on uh, Friday. Like, well, I'm definitely going to tell this story. And that's the end of it. Uh, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure these doors are locked because if, in the event that our beloved NFK is hearing this, This would be a terrible, terrible day. We just can't have that. But I have a responsibility. I have sworn an oath. That something ridiculously insane happens. I must tell you. Let me back up. When we went to the men's warehouse. There was a moment. I even talked about this earlier last week when uh, we were trying on jackets and uh, the NFK said, man, I hope I don't have to try on pants. And I said, I'm sorry. I don't have underwear on. And I'm like, <sighs> right. Um Yes. You will have to try on pants. I guess we're just going to have to power through because we need to do this. Probably like, why doesn't he wear pants? Let's not get, let's not get bogged down with those details. We'll cover that later. Or why doesn't he wear underwear? He wears pants. He doesn't wear underwear. Now, um, Over the years, we have had uh, various uh, uh, run-ins with feces. This has happened in the past where um, he has a problem. And there's also numerous issues where um, we have a, a wiping issue. For some reason, something as important as that, of all the things you don't want to cut corners on, I would think that wiping your asshole would be something you would not want to cut corners on. I mean, who uh, we all know that you, you, you're taking care of that, and when it appears that the toilet paper is not uh, brown after a swipey swipey, you're pretty much at the end of the road. The job is done. That is officially a bang-up job. I mean, who in their right mind would do the first swipe and, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, three ounces of peanut butter and then they go, ah, good enough. Well, I don't know. I, I guess that's been happening. Um, when we started to discover feces in places uh, that were, uh, Cause frankly, you know, the only place that feces should be is on toilet paper and in a toilet. It shouldn't be on bed sheets. We discovered that ding dong when he's getting ready to like, uh, I don't know, put on his, uh, change his clothes or something like that. He sits on the bed and whatever is left over on the ass winds up on the bed. So huh? the, the, the conversation was, uh, was um, had where I said, "Come here, man." He walking in. I go, that's shit," and I want to know how shit is there. What What are you doing? Well, it's good I don't wear underwear. I go, "Eh, underwear is not like." Supposed to be, where shit goes. I mean, I guess in a pinch, it uh, it has uh, uh, holding capacities that uh, can can keep things from escaping. But uh, you know, that's a last resort. Most people don't have piles of shit on their underwear. I said you are struggling to clean yourself up. This is months ago. Look. We bought these uh, packages of these wet wipes, you know. It says flushable on it. God knows if they are. I don't care at this point. I go, you need to take these, and you need to clean yourself up. Now, outside of that, I don't know what else I can do. You need. Okay, these are wet. You open it up. You pull it out. You clean your asshole. Perhaps dry it with the dry paper. Wash your hands and you leave. There is okay now. I've talked with family members. I talked with Diana. Talked with uh, Diana's cousin who used to live with the NFK, and we all agree it's just laziness. It's not because his brain is mush. It's just laziness. Ah, good enough. Good enough. Good enough. All right. So that ends. This is months ago. We did notice, though, that the wipes aren't uh, being used. We're like, oh, God. And then there's evidence showing up in pants. Now, it's still not clear if the incident with the suit pants at the men's warehouse, which I'm still telling you that story, if he actually dropped a full turd in his pants or if he had basically um, a doo-doo da Vinci poo-poo Picasso on his ass and the pants, I guess, fresh somehow. it You know, like when you were a kid and um, you took um, uh, a piece of paper and you put paint on one side of it and then you folded it in half and it was uh, a an uh, uh, exact replica or opposite. You know, you make the butterfly deal with the paint. That's what we have going on here with the shit in the asshole with the men's warehouse pants. I didn't examine the pants to look for an actual turd. I'm just telling you this story as it was, uh, as it happened to me in little bits and pieces. So back to the day we tried on the pants, I don't have underwear on. I got fucking shit. He tries on one pair of pants, way too tight, takes those pants off, puts on pants number two, they fit, okay, marky, marky, take the pants off. All right, now let's try on a suit coat. That's it. It turns out they didn't have the appropriate size suit coat. So they said, Eric, we're going to mail this to your house, this suit coat. You bring it back, and then we'll fit it. Okay, that was Friday. Bring the suit coat back. Give it to Gary. Gary's awesome. If you ever go to the men's warehouse and see Gary, dude's just so, I feel so bad about what this poor guy had to do. I mean, talk about uh, going above and beyond. And he was sidled with the unfortunate task of calling me with this information, which that conversation was ridiculous. Oh, my God. Bring the suit coat back. Cabby puts it on. Turns out they actually sent the wrong suit coat. We needed a 46 executive. We got a 46 short. And so Gary's like, oh, my God. Well, thank God we still got time. Don't move. We sit down. He makes a phone call to the other store in Muskegon. Muskegon says, Gary, we got the 46 executive. We're going to hand deliver it. Then the tailor can can do this thing. And uh, boom. That takes about 10 minutes. Gary Gary fills me in and everything. He goes, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. I go, Gary, don't even worry about it, man. It's all right. We got this, and I know you got this. The shit has not been revealed yet. One person has been exposed to the shit at this point, and it's the tailor. She's traumatized. I come all the way home. I'm seated right here. Phone rings. It says Gary from the men's warehouse. I pick that fucker up. Hey, Gary. Hey, Eric. Uh. Um, I just found out that the pants are done. They have finished tailoring the pants. And I'm like, okay. But I'm like, why are you calling me, though? Because I'm going to come back once or twice more anyway. Uh, Once to fit the jacket that the Muskegon store is bringing. And then I got to pick it all up. And then he's, he's telling me this because he's just found out that the pants are full of shit. And he has to tell me in these words. So anyway, the uh, pants are done. And I just talked to the tailor and, uh, and he's real monotone. He goes, uh, your brother-in-law had an accident in the pants. There's poop in the pants. I'm like, what a fucking terrible conversation. This poor man has to tell me that the shit he hasn't. Now we we own the pants. They are our pants, but there's shit in them. I go, are you kidding me, Gary? He goes, no, I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. I'm thinking to myself, this is, this is fucking horrible. He says, the tailor uh, tailored the pants with the feces in them. She actually cut the poo with scissors. She had gloves on. He told me, I'm not making it up. She put gloves on and she goes, well, it's got to get done. And she's, she's cutting shit like fucking Play-Doh fun factory. And, and, and then doing the job she did the What a fucking trooper. I was mortified. I go, Gary, I'm so sorry. You had to have this conversation with me. I'm on my way. And he goes, yeah, you're going to want, I go. So he goes, this is what you do. You got to come get the pants and take them to the cleaners and make sure you explain to the cleaners this conversation because you don't want to expose them. So think about this. All because one motherfucker will not wipe his ass. All of this takes place. And I, I then I, I forgot. I had to, Then I had to go to Gary. I go, Gary, he tried on another pair of pants. So Gary has to go through every pair of pants that we think could have been uh, tried on and look to see if there's shit in them. This is why you wipe your ass. Well, I get up from here and I go, all right. And I go walking down the steps. I go, Kevin, please mute the TV. And I did remain calm. I didn't yell at him in any way. But I explained to him, I go, this is what happened. And, um, you know, I told him, uh, oh, hang on a second here. Sorry. I told him everything that has unfolded. And uh, so I'm upset, but I, I, I did not freak out. I had to remain calm. And I go, yeah, now I got to go put out this fire. Um, I don't, I mean, I go, Kevin, um, I can't wipe your ass for you. Okay, I cannot do that. You are not using the wipes. You're not taking care of yourself. And now this, all of this happened. This is ridiculous. Uh, you need to do that, and you need to wear underwear. Um. So he's, he's got this look on. It. He's not standoffish. Uh, he's accepting of this. Ridiculous. He can't believe it. He's, he's, he's very upset too. Uh, I made sure Diana stayed upstairs so that he didn't, uh, get like embarrassed. I mean, she, she knows about it, but you know, it's just, it's too much. This is just so fucked up. Uh, a few minutes go by. I'm getting ready to leave. He's had a conversation with Diana about, um, he does use the wipes and she says, no, I don't think you do. So, uh, then a short time later he comes up to me and he says, Hey, I'm really, I'm really sorry about this. I go, um, okay. So yeah. And I didn't like say, Oh, you're okay. I forgive you. I was like, um, so when you go to the bathroom, do you use the wipes? And he says, Ah, sometimes I forget. I go, do you sometimes forget or do you just not do it most of the time? Like that. It's like I'm talking to a child. And he goes, I don't do it. I go, thank you. Thank you for telling me the truth. You were lying to me, but you have now just told me the truth. And you lied to your sister. I go, this is like I'm talking to a little boy. I go, you're a 63-year-old man. This is just the craziest thing ever. Oh my God. I go, yeah, dude, we have to be honest with each other and you need to do this. I leave. I walk in all the dudes from the men's warehouse. They're like traumatized. Gary's there. You know, he's huddled in a corner. The other two dudes are like looking at me and I go, not a word, not a word. Look at Gary over there. He's already about to bust a fucking spring. Gary gives me the pants. Gary's like, well, you know, it happens. And I'm like, no, Gary, it doesn't. No, it doesn't happen. Gary, don't tell me it happens. I would be, I would pretty much be uh, willing to bet. That it's never happened. That this is the first actual time that you've had to call someone and say, Hey, there's shit in the pants. Gary says you're going to the cleaners, right? I go, yeah. He goes, good luck with that. Make sure you tell them everything you need to tell them. Us in the uh, clothing industry, we stick together. I'll hear about it. If you don't tell him, I go, Gary, don't worry. I'm going to tell him. I leave. I'm rehearsing what I need to say to the lady at the cleaners. So much so that I drove by the cleaners by three miles. I turned down my street, six miles. I turned down my street and I go, what the fuck? I forgot to go to the cleaners. The pants are in the back. I turn around. The pants are in a bag with the bottom tied. Again, I don't know if we have an actual squashed turd or just a big smear on the ass. But there's plenty of feces in there, according to Gary. Drive six miles back. Get out. And the lady's there. I have known her for years. And I go, hey, I got a good one for you. She goes, a good one. I go, a good story. And I, in full detail, tell her exactly what happened. And the color is draining out of her face. And she's looking at me like this. With this hell no look. And, uh. I finished explaining to her and I go, I just wanted to tell you. And I want that. Now I'm going to ask you, can you clean the pants? Will you clean the pants? Jennison cleaners, the absolute best. She goes, I can do it. And she was like, I could, I could hear like uh, patriotic music playing, you know, in my head. Like she was like proud to take the shit pants, and she goes, "Most people would not tell us that there is shit in the pants. That is some of the problems of this industry. People will deliver us shit pants, and they won't inform us it's the shit in the pants. And our employees are exposed to terrible things. We have actually uh, had pair of pants where out of the bottom of the pants." Matter will fall out of the pants like they they, they, they haven't gotten the lion's share of the debris out of the pants. They just take a shit in the pants and say, here you go. And I said, well, I can't rule out that that is not the case here. I don't know. As you can see, they are in a bag. But I'm telling you, you've done you've gone. uh, the, The bar is low, Eric. We have had blankets. That uh, people have barfed on, and they don't remove the lion's share of the of the barf. And there's barf when we shake out the there's barf flying throughout the cleaners. I know, ma'am, I won't do that. I appreciate you. Okay, Eric, pants will be ready Tuesday. That concludes. What I hope is the last story I have about feces concerning my brother-in-law. We, in uh, two years and four months, have amassed quite a collection of feces-themed stories since my brother-in-law moved in here. Um, I could have a compilation. Like uh, I think there's at least at least five gigantic stories that I have uh, told about him and feces. So you can see how, when I sat down here to tell this story, and if you have questions now in the chat, please, please include them. If you've written them once, write them again. Don't tell me to go up and look. I'm just not in the mood. I fucking forgot my, what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, this concludes the feces story. And, And, uh, it, it, like I indicated to you, as soon as it was all unfolding before I had time to even process, when I was sitting here talking to Gary, who was informing me that there's feces in the pants, I was like, I need to hit go live. And I need to tell this. But then I said, no, Eric, trust the process. You need to absorb. You need to let, you need to decompress. You need to experience the full scenario. Let it hurt. Let it soak in there and feel that absorb that like the pants absorbed the feces and frame in your brain. How are you going to make this story uh, a reality for the world? I had somebody say to me, how can you, uh, how can you tell these stories about your loved ones like that? It's like, look, If there's someone in my life who is willing to expose the world to feces like this, they need to be exposed. This, this is this is payback. This is my therapy. Can you imagine? He'd be dead right now. The NFK, I I would have slaughtered him and ground up his body and spit it out into the woods at Fear Bunker North. Had I, if I did not have this outlet to explain to you the. Ridiculous Ridiculous fucking things that happen in this household. He'd be dead. As it is, this therapy of me talking to you. uh, Metaphorically flushes it. It's gone. It leaves my brain. It's your problem now. I don't have to deal with it.
1: That is all I have
0: on that story. Uh, does this man require medical attention? I can only imagine an unwiped ass would contain very painful skin rashes. I'm not sure what's going on there. I have been on the business end of his asshole. Uh, well, I am on the business end of his asshole many times a week when I help him shower. And you have a, uh, A general appearance, mild redness, but nothing, nothing bad. Hang on. I'm getting a little Zenith smashing vibe here. (sighs) Things been acting up lately. Uh, Why don't you buy boxer shorts from men's warehouse when you heard from him that he wasn't wearing underwear? Uh, Great question. I don't know. I do not know. I probably just said, ah, roll the dice. What could go wrong? Silly me. Silly, silly me. Corey asked, so how did the help him shower thing come along? Well, that came along. Because he had neck surgery. And he couldn't do anything. And that just kind of stuck. And um, now as um, time has passed. uh, He has floated the idea of taking his own showers. And we have said no. You cannot reach. You cannot. uh, and, And now looking back. If one doesn't have the opportunity. Or the ability to wipe one's ass. There is no way someone is going to be able to shower, you know, Megan says, quote, you'll love the way you look, but you may smell like shit. That is a reference to the uh, slogan of the men's warehouse. Amy writes, dry cleaners are the true American heroes. My god. Well, that's it. We live to fight another day. Uh the pants are being clean, they'll be done soon. But what a damn saga.
1: Say goodbye
0: Thank you if you are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. But I got to cut you loose. The rest of the show is available on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. That's twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. You can find that uh, if you're on your desktop or laptop, or if you're on your mobile device, download the Twitch app and just search all one word, Eric Zane, excuse me, Eric Zane live. And as always, download the audio podcast wherever you download shows on all podcast platforms. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank Fuss. Uh, Don't go after healthcare.gov. Don't sign up for insurance on healthcare.gov or get any um, uh, enrollment in Social Security or Medicare without the help of Frank. It is wedding week here in the Eric Zane podcast household. Uh, Diana, her brain is full with all these wedding things that have to be done, and she's starting to uh, stress a little about the things that aren't, aren't done. You know, because, uh, I think that, um, uh, when you are, are setting all this up, all these little things have, have to be taken care of. So, uh, little things like, uh, uh, little cards on the table saying who sits where and centerpieces and all these little details. And, the and the poor, the poor woman is just laying there in bed, like wide awake Okay for the days leading up to this wedding. More on that in a second. This is all going to tie in. How does a um, Olympic champion tie in with this wedding? In a weird way, the Olympic champion does. Now, I've talked about this before. Some of you will actually recall the um, uh, recall when I've talked about this, but uh, I've referenced it a time or two. But in the year 1964, the Tokyo Olympics, the long-distance event, the 10,000 meters, a 10K, 6.2 miles. Uh, the 10,000 meters in the Olympics, they just run up. A ton of laps on the track. All right. The United States fielded three runners. The third of which barely made the team. He was a um, Native American by the name of Billy Mills. He so barely made the team that, like, no one even knew him. No shot of winning this race. A field of of uh, twenty nine runners. So from all corners of the globe. Uh, and so it's a it's a packed track, so much so that the leaders are going to lap the ones that aren't nearly as fast. Expected to win this race was a guy from Tunisia by the name of Mohammed Gamoudi. Also expected to be uh, near the uh, podium. First, second, or third was the Australian Ronald Clark. But as the final lap, the bell rings for the final lap, the American Bill Mills somehow is near the front. Now, this is a flat-out miracle because the fastest Bill Mills had ever run at 10,000 was about two minutes slower. Now, when it comes to a race like this at the level that they're at, That's ridiculous. Uh, uh, Too ridiculous of an amount of improvement. It just doesn't happen. Typically, if a runner is able to shave off a second or two, it's a big deal. So this guy hasn't done shit for his entire career leading up to this exact race. But somehow, Bill Mills is near the front. Now... Muhammad Gamudi has just been waiting to this last lap. And as soon as that bell rings, he very quickly takes off. And now he's opening up the gap. So much so that on the TV screen, you see Gamudi, Ron Clark, about five lengths behind him, and then about 10 lengths behind Clark, just starting to pop into the screen. Is Bill Mills. They're halfway through the lap. There's 200 meters remaining in the race. The uh, Turns three and four. And then the front stretch. That's it. That's all we have. You will notice here in this clip. That the announcer loses his shit. The American announcer when he realizes... Out of the blue, Bill Mills takes off like a bat out of fucking hell. Audio check. Video check. All right. You see it says 615. That's Gamudi. Mills is right here. You can just see a ghost figure right here. That's Bill Mills. We are now on the front stretch of this race. Holy shit. Watch this and listen to this announcer. Here
2: they come down the final line? Can Ron Clark catch
1: the Moody not going through the field? He's coming up. He's passing the Moody. Look at the fucking match. Look at Mills. Look at Mills. Coming on. Mills is coming on. That oh, no. <laughs> might be Bill Mills. What a tremendous surprise there. All
0: right, now I realize that that's only in one channel. I hope you can still hear it, but. What the fuck? Come down the final outcome, Ron Clark. Ron Clark here. Mohammed Gamudi here. Now here's the thing. Uh, Mills was uh was such an unknown that um when the race marshal is like saying, "Okay, you're 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 first to gather these people to do to whatever, give them the flag, do the victory lap," the guy goes, "Who are you?" He actually said. Who are you? What's your name? He didn't even know who the fuck he was. He goes, I'm Bill Mills, USA. Holy shit. The pride of Sioux nation, Bill Mills. Why am I telling you this? And how does this have to do with the, what does it have to do with the wedding? I see this week speaking three miles from where I sit. Grand Valley State University, in evening with Bill Mills. Holy shit. For me, this is huge. I'm like, I, I cannot wait to see this guy. Since this Olympics, Bill Mills has made a living doing, being Bill Mills. Doing events like this, uh, speaking to you know, inspirational shit, Q and A. It's fucking awesome, and uh, so now I, I'm sure that on campus, you know, you 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 got to explain to these young people who this is and the importance of it, and then you know, hopefully they'll come along and uh, and be interested in the story based on what I just did just now. It's fucking great. Guy out of nowhere wins the Tokyo Olymp- uh, wins the Tokyo Olympics ten thousand meters. That was and he, that time was the fastest, at the time fastest American to ever finish that race. We always would get our asses kicked. Uh, Bill Mills shows up. He says, "Let me show you how an American Sue does this shit," and he kicks ass. I heard him speak one time. He said uh, that he basically broke it down to math. And he said, if I could do, if I could just shave off like a certain amount of time for each lap or each half mile or something like that, in theory, I could just burn a little bit more energy. Sure, it'd be uncomfortable, and now I'm not really used to it, but if I am just consistent in the amount of time I shave off each lap, he kind of like uh, 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 convinced himself through thought and math and logic his way to running a faster time. He hadn't even come close to that time ever. His coach was like, who the fuck, what, what the fuck is Mills doing out front? So I see Thursday, 6 p.m. to 7.30, an evening with Bill Mills. And I'm like, fuck yes. I'm going to get a photograph with this legend. I cannot wait. Driving to the Griffins game, Saturday. Car full of people. Me, Queen of the Forest. Our friends Todd and Todd and Penny. And uh, I said to Todd and Penny, "I go, did you hear Bill Mills is coming to town?" They go, "Who the fuck's Bill Mills?" I go, "What? You don't know who Bill Mills is? The fuck is wrong with you?" So I explained to them what I just explained to you, and, I, and Diana is there, and she's listening to this, and she's patiently listening to me go through this long-winded fucking story about who Bill Mills is and why I love him so and why I cannot wait to see Bill Mills. She goes, um, what day is that? I go, Thursday. You can't go. That's rehearsal dinner. And I actually, I was like, oh my God, that's this week? She says, yes, what do you mean it's this week, you asshole? Of course it's this week. You know, she's been thinking about the wedding all the time. And I'm like, "Hey, eh. You know, the only time i honestly, the only time I've really thought Thought about it. I mean I am this week now. I mean after that. But uh I'm like, yeah. Um what time I go well first of all, why are we having a rehearsal dinner on a Thursday? Don't you have rehearsal dinner on Friday? She goes, Yes, but the venue has a wedding on Friday. Like, uh, sh- legit you and your Friday wedding screwing everything up. My God. So now here he is. This is my one. The guy's in his seventies there. There will be no more opportunities I'm guessing to see and, and meet and get a picture with, uh, an absolute Olympic legend. The story of Bill Mills is a good one. And I thought I was going to be able to get a picture. And now that's not happening. And I'm not complaining because I love my daughter and I, you know, but my God kind of caught me off guard. Again, my therapy, this is my therapy. Sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, more podcasting each and every day. 11 bonus episodes a week. The Patreon is commercial-free. It is powered by you, the audience. Thank you to Nicole, who just signed up yesterday. I appreciate you very much. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month. I suggest just trying it for one month. Not only do you get the Patreon bonus podcast Monday through Friday, you get smarter than a former drug dealer trivia on Tuesdays. Thursdays, you get the Zane Asylum. You have two editions of the lost Zane recordings from my days at WBBL, and then of course you get the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, where Ben and I, Ben Glaze and I get together with a live audience via Zoom, and then the newest edition is Who Are These Zanes, where Ben and I review my old audio air checks when I was on the radio on all these other radio stations about the only thing I do have some free Bear and hot wings material. Um, but not a lot. I gave most of it back. Um, but I think I have some laying around in like the form of demo tapes, but I don't think I have that much, but I got a ton of other shit. That's just as devastating. And frankly, a lot of the stuff on free Bear and hot wings when we were, um, you know, going through different stages of the show, um, you know, they weren't that terrible. It was, you know, it was kind of like when the show started to um, really take off. So I don't know how much I can, I can rip on those. Now that they were like, uh, you know, record-setting, uh, groundbreaking, earth-shattering material, but um, still, it's the old, old stuff. When I was a rock radio DJ, that absolutely ridiculous, the most ridiculous. Anyway, patreon.com slash Eric saying thanks to the Kent County Health Department for being on board with the show, allowing me to talk about their initiatives and the important things that they do for the community. Uh, Accesskent.com slash health. If you need information on the WIC program, okay, perhaps you're at a stage where uh, maybe between jobs or whatnot, you'd be surprised at how much money you can be earning and still qualify for the WIC program. Okay. And because the last thing that you want is to be struggling, keeping the family fed and no one has to know this very private situation takes place between you and the wonderful people at the Kent County health department who live to pick up the phone and hear sweet people say, I'm having a hard time feeding my family. And they're going to be, well, help is, uh, was just a phone call away. So glad to hear your voice. Let's get started. If you qualify, uh, this is a fantastic program for you until you get on your feet. Of course, also immunizations for the little ones when it comes to, um, uh, measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis, whooping cough, meningitis on and on. If you're traveling abroad, you may need some vaccinations, uh, in order to, um, uh, Travel safely. All of this can be taken care of with the Kent County Health Department and in some cases for little or no cost. T.C. Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. An entertainment destination for you and the whole family as we make the transition to indoor play as it's getting damn cold out there. Holy cow, we got to hide it like in the upper 30s. Yikes. Okay, year-round family fun. At TC Paintball. Gather up your pals, gather up the neighborhood kids, neighborhood dads, get the kids, bachelor party, uh, workplace team building, you name it. A fun time will be had by all at TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. If your business, small or medium sized business in West Michigan, it's going through a phase where it's like, hey, boss, uh, all our tech sucks. And you're like, yeah, we need to upgrade this thing. Don't just go and start buying shit off the shelf at Best Buy, ding dong. And don't go onto Amazon and just, ah, this looks good. This gets good reviews. Sounds good. No, no, no. That's not how you do it, especially for your business. You see, you got to get a profile for your business as to what you do at the business to find out what you want to buy. You want to buy, you don't want to buy too little, don't want to buy too much, and you don't want to buy the wrong thing. Blue Frost IT can help you with that every step of the way. So just sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation. Uh 616 uh two Wait, what the fuck is your number? 616 anyway bluefrostit.com. I should probably I can't believe I've been saying that phone number for like four years I want to say 28565. you ever do that you like think about something too much and then it's gone ah uh, contact 616 28550 ding dong by the way, uh, don't think, Blue Frost IT, that I didn't notice the hands-in website there. Ha-ha! All right. <clears throat> Look at this. wing Wingnut 3304. Time for us as Eric's fans and friends, dare I say family. No. First of all, you're not. Uh, we've been down that road before. We all must write Billy Mills, so we must make an appearance at the rehearsal dinner. That would be so awkward. Don't you dare. My God. Hang on. There's a funky noise that's bothering me. Having all sorts of zenith issues today that happens. Don't look now but the Detroit lions have won two in a row. Now, when they were doing well in the game, I was like, ah, but then I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I got to get out of that mode. You know, when they start out a one and six on the year, you're like, ah, well, they're just going to lose them all. Might as well embrace the suck, but they didn't quit. And well, first of all, Uh, Last week, they made Aaron Rodgers sad, which should make any Lions fan happy because that guy for an entire career has murdered us, but uh, not last week. Um, Then they trade TJ Hawkinson, their best player. Well, I shouldn't say their best player. He's a former first-round draft pick. He was an all-pro one year. Kinda, sorta. Uh, And we got plenty in return. I think, I think we got plenty in return. We got, we gave away two shitty draft picks and TJ Hawkinson for not nearly as shitty draft picks. I think we got like a second rounder and a third rounder. I would have loved a first rounder, but whatever. And then uh, yesterday, go to Chicago. It's cold. It's windy. The quarterback is Justin Fields, who's become quite an asset to that team. He's one of these guys who uh, he drops back to pass and then, like, immediately tucks the ball and runs for 75 yards. Lions, well, hell, most teams struggle with these types of quarterbacks. These uh, quarterbacks, these types of quarterbacks usually burn really hot, and then their careers are usually pretty damn short because you can expect a quarterback like this at one point to finally get hit, and his leg's going to fall off. Uh, Lions got smoked by a guy named Jalen Hurts in week one of the year against Philly. So Fields is like that. Uh, Somehow the game is tied at 10. And then um, the third quarter comes around and the Bears start to, like, lean on the Lions. And the Lions had a horrible third quarter. Just shit fell apart. Terrible. And then um, they're leading at 24-10 to 10 now as they start the uh, fourth quarter. Lions punch one in. And then, like, a minute later, uh, Jeff Akuda picks off Justin Fields and runs it in for a touchdown. So, holy shit, that's sweet. It's 24-24. Then, with like, you know, uh, halfway, nine minutes ago in the fourth quarter, Fields gets the ball, and uh, as usual, he just tucks it and runs, and, you know, 67 yards, touchdown. ah. fuck. Ah, shit. Son of a bitch. But the dick kicker misses the extra point, so they're leading 30-24. to Lions get the ball back. Can't do shit. Punt. Bears get the ball back. Can't do shit. Punt. Lions have it like at their own 10-yard line uh, with five and a half minutes to go. And they put together a drive. And they march down the field and they punch it in huge plays from like loser players. You know, half the team is like practice squad players now, but they're fucking killing it. This dude, Tom Kennedy, you know, he was on hard knocks and everything. He's one of these guys that on hard knocks and on uh, preseason, he's like lighting the world on fire. And then they go, yeah, you're so great. You're on the practice squad. Well, now Tom Kennedy, he's contributing. All right? So this practice squad player, Tom Kennedy, is killing it. Lions are crushing it. They're moving down the field. They score. Holy shit. They're now winning. And because the dickhead missed the extra point, it's 31-30. Plenty of time, though. Because this guy, Justin Fields, you know, everybody's talking about this guy. He's kicking ass. But he couldn't do fuck with the ball. And the Lions sacked him like twice. They're like, ah, fuck you. And that was huge. So that is, you know, this is Dan Campbell's second year in the league. This is the first time he's won a game on the road. So that's that's big, man. The Lions haven't won a road game in two, almost two years. The last time they won a road game prior to yesterday was December two years ago in Chicago. So... All right, how about that? Give it up for the Honolulu Blue. Three and six. Now, it still looks like fuck when you see the standings three and six. Eh. You know, but but hell, last year at this point, they were 0 and 9. Thank you very much. So that's uh, that's a hell of a lot better. You know, we're at the uh, halfway point of the season about because they play 17 games. We got eight more games to go. Fuck yes. It's all about lowering your expectations. I'm learning this. And now they've won two in a row. Okay. And you know what's funny? I did not watch one snap of that game. I've got a new system. Because I've found that this happens more often than not. Where... I will actually sit down, hey, how's the game going? And the second I sit down to watch it, I don't know what it is. They just start playing like assholes. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that anymore. What I'm doing is when the games get done, the NFL, they um, post these um, synopsis of all of the big plays. You can watch the whole game, every key play in like a 12-minute – Video and it's awesome. So it's like, uh, because I don't even want to listen to it now because I'm afraid I'll jinx it. And I know that's silly and I don't want to get annoyed. I don't, I, I don't want to get annoyed and I don't want to be the guy that's saying good. I hate them. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to stay somewhat positive and they won. So two in a row. I'm happy about that. And you know what else is funny? I don't know who they play next week. And I went to my phone to go look at that, and I said, no, 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 no. Because the only reason why I would do that is because, hey, if they win the next game, they'll be four and six, and that's not too bad. I I don't want to do that. I don't want to know. I'm going to avoid it. They play who they play. I have no clue. And we'll find out. I'm sure I will find out just by having a glance at – Various notifications, but, uh, no, just keeping this low key. All I know is that they play the bills in Detroit on Thanksgiving. And I don't know if you caught this yesterday, but like these, uh, uh, lion synopsis videos that I watch, you need to watch the 20 minute bills, Vikings synopsis of that game. I saw people talking about how the Bills, Vikings, game of the year. And so I did. I watched that 20 minute piece of the synopsis of that. You're not kidding. Um, wow. I'm gonna get a lot of this wrong, but off the top of my head, I remember that the Vikes were marching down the field. Uh, this quarter, this the receiver, I think his name is Justin Jefferson. I think it's his name. He was catching everything thrown that Cousins threw to him. It was ridiculous how this guy took over the game. There was another crazy catch by, uh, by digs of the Bills. It was just all sorts of incredible gameplay. And the Vikes drive down. They're trying to punch it in. And uh, they give the ball to the running back. And it stop. but the Bills were off sides. So they move the ball like half an inch closer. And Kirk Cousins does a quarterback sneak. And no, the Bills stopped them. And uh, they're like, ah, oh, shit. And there's like 45 seconds left. But the Bills now have to hike the ball there because that was fourth down. Failed. So the now they can't take a knee because, uh, I mean, I would they, they, the Vikes would get two points, you know? And uh, then they'd get the ball back. I don't even know what the score was at this point. doesn't matter because then... The fucking Bills, they hiked it to Josh Allen the first play, and the fucker dropped the ball. He he fucking fumbled, and the Vikes fell on it. There's this big pile. There's like you know 22 guys on the on the pile, and some fuckers on the bottom laying on it on the end zone touchdown. Vikings, holy shit, incredible! So now the Vikes are up three, I believe, and then the Bills get it back. And Josh Allen leads them down the field. I don't know how the fuck uh, defenses do this. How can you be so shitty all of a sudden? And then the Bills kicked a field goal and tied it. And then uh, the in overtime, the Vikes kicked a field goal. And then the Bills won their possession. They drove down, and they're trying to score a touchdown. The touchdown would have win it, and Josh Allen throws an interception. Parker catches it in the end zone. The Vikes win in Buffalo. What? The Vikes now uh, are eight and one. Oh my God. In the driver's seat in that division. That was exciting. That was absolutely incredible. Holy shit. Kyle was watching. He says that ball was across the line. No, it wasn't. I watched that replay too. Are you talking about when Cousins was supposed to? Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is, uh, do you say mute or moot? I think you say moot. That's a moot point, ding dong, because the Bills fumbled it. Doesn't matter. Uh, All right. It was a crazy. It was a crazy, crazy game. Sean says Kirk Cousins looks like such a wiener. Interesting. I don't know. It looks like a normal dude to me. You know, he built a house right on Lake Michigan. I was taking a boat ride with my pal David. Uh, David Mary. David Mary Eric Diana. We're on the boat. That's Kirk Cousins' house. This fucking branch Davidian compound, all glass. Right, right on the shores of Lake Michigan. Oh, incredible! All right, that was something. Did you see the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks? They played the Seahawks in London. They ended up uh, winning the game. Don't look now, but the Bucks are now five and five. Uh, this play here was quite ridiculous. Audio check. Video check. Okay. For some reason. Fournette. Uh in this in this particular play, some bit of trickery. Uh this is uh Leonard Fournette lined up as the quarterback. Uh Tom Brady is lined up as a receiver. Looks like this guy is moving way early. Nobody called that. But Fournette's going to throw it to Brady. This dude here, he knows it's coming. Look, he's pointing at Tom Brady. At this point, he's saying, hey, guys, Fournette's going to throw it to fuckface." face. So he's like, they're like, all right, well, let's go intercept it. And they do. They do.
1: Fournette, he is oh. going to throw it to Brady. Oh, and Brady's slipped and he's off by Tariq Warren.
0: Oh, they're laughing in his face. What a piece of shit moment. Brady with his blazing 10 second 40 time. Oh, God. And then Fournette throws it despite this guy clearly knowing it's coming. Easily picks it up and then Brady gets called for a flag. You know why? Because he trips him. Brady falls down. Burnett. Look at that. He's going to throw it to Brady. Oh, Brady. Oh, sl- what a loser. What an asshole.
1: Puffed up by Tariq Willen. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, boy. Dang, dang, be-
0: Did he just call him a
1: dickhead? Four he you- He's going to throw it to Brady. Oh, Brady slipped and <laughs> puffed up by Tariq Willen. Oh, oh <laughs> my goodness gracious. Oh, dang, boy. Dang, dang,
0: Yep, he said dickhead. I don't think he did, but my God. Yeah, and Brady, in it. Brady wiping out that play, an unequivocal disaster. If you're Tom Brady, you walk back to the bench, and then you grab that tablet that he always has, and you throw it at the coach, and you say, look, don't ever call that play again. You scream at him. You have a temper tantrum. You know how Brady this year, it's like everybody's getting screamed at. He's turned into like this hothead asshole who's just like yelling at everybody, being a total dick. Anyway, Bucks win the game. Okay, top of my head. What happened in college football? Uh, Bama beat Ole Miss. In uh, close game, close game. By the way, I love the Ole Miss blue unis. They just, they just look so sweet. The blue unis, blue helmets. Uh, Bama wins that. Doesn't matter. They've lost two games. They're out. Did you see Oregon got upset? Washington upset Oregon. Server's like, oh yeah, Oregon, man, he should be there. They only lost the first game of the year. They've been on a row. They've only got one loss. They should be in the conversation, man. It's just, it's just because we're out west. It's what well, fuck you, Washington. Boo! Yeah, take that, motherfucker. TCU. This is about the only game that has any implications. Because they went into this week uh, as four. They're taking on Texas rivalry game. Texas is 18th in the nation. TCU beats them by seven. So, you know, I mean, that was the only game that had a chance to fuck shit up. Uh, as it stands now, the rankings come out. They probably go unchanged at this point. Michigan beat the shit out of Nebraska. Did you see that deal when the guy from uh, Nebraska tried to hurdle the dude from Michigan? And it, you know, a lot of times uh, when you see, oh yeah, he, he's hurdling him. Wow, that's a that's a crazy, awesome play. And I don't think it worked out on this one. Uh, the guy I went to hurdle, and then the Michigan home? guy read it all the way, the and he to took yourself. his ham, uh, his helmet, and, and he like and hit it, hit the guy right in the dick with his helmet. All right, hold on here. Let me get this. Okay, here you go. Audio, check. Video, uh, check. This is that play.
1: There in the open field to make something happen, he's got to do it.
0: On third and six. Underneath. Watch this. Open underneath. It's complete to Brown. Oh! Did you see that? Number zero here knew the hurdle was coming. And he, he jammed his helmet up that guy's asshole and completely d- destroyed his dick. And then while he's in the air, the other Michigan player lowers the boom on him. The open field and you see, if you play for Michigan State, the only way to hit someone with your helmet is to swing it like a weapon. Michigan players don't even need to do that. They just, they just do it like this.
1: On third and six,
0: underneath, wide open underneath, it's complete to Brown. Oh. to leave the defender. The elevator went a little bit too high. Yeah, you see, that's where the announcers go, yes, his dick just got destroyed. That time. Wow, what a play as Brown went airborne to get 13 yards. Look it. At- oh, my- oh, my God. Oh, his head vanishes up the guy's ass.
1: Oh, he hit him right in the goo. No, my Lord. Uh,
0: Did he say, oh, he hit him right in the goo? Oh, my Lord.
1: Went airborne
0: to get 13 yards. Oh, my gosh. Oh,
1: he hit him right in the goo. No, my Lord. Uh, (laughs) That did not look like it felt good. Samer still. Mike Samer still put a helmet right between his, uh, I'm
0: going to leave that one alone. But holy cow. Oh, no, you should have said it. You should have said, it. oh, my God. Hey, I tell you what, Johnny, his cock is smashed.
1: Man, you talk about getting a boost. I mean.
0: Yeah, he seems to be okay. He bounced right back up. Man. He... he he must not have caught him flush. Still down there or something? Got Ha, 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 yes. Oh, my God, that was, uh. Well, that was spectacular. Michigan takes care of business. Man, that was uh, that was something. So you know, of course, uh, Georgia still, and then you got uh, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, hard and fast. We shall see. meanwhile thank you so much for engaging the sponsors my pals over at bennett flooring installation say if you live in the west michigan area please reach out to them if you are in need of a flooring installed job go ahead and take care of the heavy lifting work you know rip out the old stuff that's going to save you some money but when it comes to putting the final product down, unless you're a skilled professional, don't do this. It's, you're going to mess it up. It's going to be gaps. It's going to look like horseshit. You're going to end up paying more than you should because you got to do it twice. You doing it the first time and then them having to fix it for you. Don't do that. Reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. The premier professional Flooring Installer, five-star rated in all of West Michigan. 616-318-0167. Come to your house when you're home. Schedule a time. Measure. Take you 10 minutes. They go home. Do some math. Tell you how much it's going to cost. Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. Now flooring that I actually want you to install. I want you or have installed. I want you to purchase it from Johnson carpet one discount outlet. Eric, why is it a discount outlet? Is it just like in name only? No, no, no. First of all, there's two stores, the main showroom where you go in, you sit next to a nice salesperson associate and uh, on a computer, you plan your room and, All that full service stuff. And then they order your product and you go home. But not everybody likes to do it that way. Some people are like, I know exactly what I want. How do you know? Well, because I've been in the discount outlet before and they always have what I need. You walk in, you walk around through a literal maze of flooring stacked everywhere. They buy it in bulk, buy the 53-foot truck full, set it up and then sell it at a discounted price because they get so much of it. Already, already, the lowest price in the entire state of Michigan. But if you mention my name, you will save 10% at Johnson Discount Outlet, Johnson's Discount Outlet, located in Granville, Michigan, along Chicago Drive, behind Little Caesars. Or just find them online, Johnson's Discount Outlet, Granville, Michigan. Uh, Love to salute my friends at Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Of course, uh, these three businesses are local to where I'm at. That happens sometimes. I understand some of you are listening in faraway places. Still how we do the podcast. Bosco's Pub is part of Terra Square. If you are in and around the Hudsonville, Michigan area, go to Bosco's Pub for a fantastic burger, a cold beer, watch the game. And say my name when you're paying your bill. I appreciate that. Okay. I've got some morons in the news to discuss before we continue on. And uh, I am not forgetting about the air show catastrophe. We'll talk about that. My God, if you don't know what that is, wait until you see this is. Frankly, It's why some people go to the air show. There are people who hear, oh my God, there's an air show. And most normal people are like, well, great, man. I can't wait to see the vintage aircraft and see the maneuvers in the air and uh, go get an elephant ear. Maybe a snow coat and 50-50 raffle. Perhaps uh, salute the handful of remaining World War II veterans who will be there and then we'll call it a day. I mean, that's why I would go. But some of you sick, sadistic fucks are like, man, I can't wait to go. Why? Because there might be a crash. And if you're the type thinking, no, then it's you you're just not willing to admit it by the way, before I get to that, um, a couple of things I want to talk about before I get to these idiots in the news. Uh, the boomer bunker, uh, has been canceled. They canceled the show. And I'm like, why? And then I didn't even know about it. I just heard, um, through the group formerly known as, um, Zaniacs what happened was they started to harass John Demingo, Uh, going to his house, taking ownership of the show, dominating the chat, uh, horrible, horrible things. And, um, you know, I mean, I was at a weird, I've been there. I know what he's going through. And uh, now some people have I've heard say, no, 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 it's just gone for a month. So I don't, I'm i not sure what to believe. All I know is that on the site formerly known as Zaniacs United, uh, they are posting on there that they're mad at John because of the way he responded to people showing up at his house, which, I mean... I, I feel your pain. I know what that's like. It's horrible. So I don't know what to believe. Maybe they will be back. Maybe they won't, but um, I think one of the Zaniac women that lives in New Jersey tried went to John's house and tried to have sex with him. Former Zaniac women. and uh, that that was that was an ugly scene. I think the cops were involved. And um, I think someone tried to light John's house on fire. Ridiculous. My God, I can't believe that happened. I also want to talk about how the Wayland show is coming up on the day after Thanksgiving. And I cannot wait for this. So what's going to happen is, Waylon appearing Black Friday at the intersection. I will be there and I want you to be there. And Waylon has said, and I'm actually interviewing the boys from Waylon, Mitch and uh, Phil this week. But they said, Hey, we want to do something extra special for your audience. I said, okay, what are you thinking? They said, if they get a ticket, they can be in the drawing for the pre-show sound check, meet and greet, photo op with the band. This band is so unbelievably accommodating to their fans. So if you are going to the show to hang out with me, to see Waylon good Friday, I'm sorry, black Friday. I do that all the time. Say good Friday when it's supposed to be black Friday, the black Friday show day after Thanksgiving. This is what you do. Go to sectionlive.com. That's the intersections website. Okay and then buy a ticket, buy two tickets, buy as many tickets as you want. I don't give a shit. Buy a pair of tickets to the show. Screenshot that you bought the tickets and send it to me, eric at EricZaneshow.com. All right? You are then in the running for the drawing for the sound check meet and greet. You get that? Buy the tickets, screenshot, send it to me, eric at ericsangelo.com. The drawing, you have until the 18th, so Friday of this week. Maureen says, I want to go. At Radio Voice, Linda doesn't want to. Loser, LOL. Radio Voice, Linda says, shut it, Maureen. Well, why do you need her to go with you? why don't you just be our guest at the hockey game Maureen and then go to the concert after if Linda's such a loser, I mean, well, and, uh, Maureen says, convince her. No, I'm not, I'm not going to convince her. That's not, no, no, no. She didn't want to go. She didn't want to go, but you all should go. So there you go. Sectionlive.com. I want to make uh take, uh, special care to promote this as much as possible because uh, my friends in the band Waylon, they have no more. Well, they have some support on the radio. Okay. Um, Waylon gets mentioned on B93, but WGRD no longer supports them in any way, shape, or form. Their program director over there, I don't know what his deal is, but, I guess he forgot that Waylon or GRD and Waylon used to have a terrific relationship, but I guess this guy's not interested in that shit. So fuck that. Uh, so basically this is it. So I am counting on you, the audience that listen to this show to get tickets for this event and then send me the screenshot. If you want to be in the running for the meet and greet sound check party before. And I am going to take significant time each day of this week to make sure that we promote this until you all get tickets. I want to see you there. You will have so much fun. If you've never been to a Whalen show, you are going to love it. These guys are awesome. Great, great band. Wonderful dudes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Some time ago, we talked about the guy who was driving down the road here in West Michigan, all right? And he was, like, whacked out on drugs and alcohol. This is, like, a year ago. January, almost a year ago. It was January of 2022, January 13th. And he lost consciousness and the car goes off the road up the thing, but where the bridge is, and he jumps it like Bo and Luke Duke. Remember that? And and there was a local business nearby that just happened to have their uh, store camera tra- camera trained, and in the in the background you see this incredible Bo and Luke Duke jump. Just a good old boys. Remember this? This is that video. Audio check. Video check. You see? Now there isn't any sound of this, so let me let me back up. I get the fi- the full shot here. It's a little grainy, but it was a cold day. All the traffic's going slow, and you'll see them just take off. Look at, wha- perfect, it's perfect. Went right over these cars here are going uh westbound. Can you imagine the the, the speaking of uh, shitting your pants? These two cars to see that. What a, what a thing. And if they actually, if they had like dash cameras, what you could say, how they could have sold that for a million dollars to TMZ. My God, I will never forget this. Look at that. It's perfect. I mean, there are Hollywood stunt creators who see the angle of that and how perfectly it goes over the road and just gently, or did not really gently land on the other side. Like, you know, fucking, uh, 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 the car chase scene from any Hollywood movie. It's like, this perfect. Oh, I think there was a time that I actually got a hold of somebody. I think on the Patreon, I put a phone call into someone about this because the guy like pleaded guilty or something like that. And somebody picked up the phone and, uh, they were not having any of it. They're like, no, we don't want want to talk to you. You asshole. Um, the guy's name Chandler Cockerham. Now, if, if you can just, uh, if, if someone is going to do a thing like that, be completely blitzed on drugs and alcohol or whatever, and jump their car over the interstate, you would expect the name to be something like Chandler Cockerham, man of action. Chandler Cockerham was sentenced at the end of last week for what happened. Now, this is proof positive that the legal system doesn't want you to be incarcerated. They want you to get the help that you deserve, that you should get to maybe be a functioning member of society. Or perhaps the judge is like, that was... The fucking greatest thing I've ever seen. This man is a local legend. You need to be free. Chandler gets a year of probation. And is ordered to participate in an outpatient rehabilitation program. Yeah. You're goddamn right. You're given an opportunity, Chandler. Okay, now he has an opportunity here to really become a true legend. Because if Chandler is able to take his energy and be successful at kicking drugs and alcohol, in a decade, he could be in that area. This is uh, near Door, Michigan. Now, these are a real a fucked up brand of people that live around us. Okay. These are people that, you know, uh, eat children, uh, shit outside. It's fucked up. Okay. There's no, there's no uh, way of sugarcoating this. If there's like a local restaurant there, a little greasy spoon, uh, or a meat and three as they're known, you know, maybe like, uh, uh, log cabin style building where uh, the wait staff, you know have worked same crew for 25 years, waitress is smoking as she's handing you your chef's salad. This is the type of place where you know he could sit in the corner and it could be the Chandler Cockerham corner with a still image of him jumping the overpass, provided he's finished his probation. And hasn't gone back to uh, drugs and alcohol. You know, he could he could become a local legend. Hell, you know, frankly, in that part of Michigan, I don't even know if he even needs to complete the outpatient rehabilitation program. They're probably going to celebrate his life at a place just like what I described uh, for eons. He's going to become a local legend. The Chandler Cockerham Memorial Booth. You know, and I don't know if it would be a memorial for his life or just the moment in time of this happening. Holy cow. When Chandler landed on the other side, the car didn't hit any other vehicles. Chandler Cockerham was the only person in there. He was not seriously hurt. Suffered a cut to his head. Chandler told Target 8 TV, yeah, I fell asleep. No biggie. (laughs) However, he admitted he had been drinking beforehand, saying he had a couple of mixed drinks and a six-pack of beer. And then he went to bed. Woke up, though. Apparently, that was still in his system. Court documents also said he had cocaine in his system. So I guess he kept out the part about the cocaine. In September, Chandler Cockerham pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor count of operating while intoxicated. And thus ends the saga of the world-famous Chandler Cockerham. At least for now. I think there's a story in the uh, when he actually pled guilty. They may have an interview with him on this. Either an interview or they uh they're just reporting on his uh, on his plea. Audio check. Yeah. Video check. When
1: time is not of the essence. Yeah.
0: We have new information tonight on the moments before a car made that death defying leap up and over a bridge on US 131.
2: Last week, a Chevy Impala drifted off the highway and then launched off the embankment and over the door exit. Michelle joining us now with what the driver is telling us, uh, telling News 8 tonight, Michelle. Yeah, the man behind the wheel telling us that he thinks he had about eight drinks and then about four hours of sleep before this all happened. Chandler Cochran from Kalamazoo told us in a series of text messages
0: that he didn't feel... Okay, so it's too bad. Because, you know, if they're going to talk to him, I I, I picture him with uh, you know, uh, a, a fucking Cole Swindell baseball hat folded way too... The brim folded way too much. You know... uh. uh a patch over his eye, two teeth.
2: Drunk or tired even before he dozed off while he was driving. The wow. 25-year-old father said he'd stayed over at a friend's house and was heading home to Kalamazoo. He told us that he thinks he had two mixed drinks,
0: a six-pack. You know, with this court-appointed rehab, it's almost like the judge needs to say, Chandler, you're 26 years old now. You're 25 when this happened." Historic video of you jumping the overpass. I realize you're never going to stop drinking. You're going to go to the door bar and you're going to say, I'm Chandler Cockerham. I don't want to do that motherfucker. And you're going to get free drinks all night. Okay. So I'm not even going to bother. Just get the hell out of here and don't drive
1: anymore
2: of beer and about four hours of sleep before he got up, ate something and then had to get home. He says he passed out while driving and when he woke up, his car was almost in the grass on the other side of the overpass. At that point, his speedometer read 75 miles an hour. (laughs) He is recovering at home with a broken nose and swollen head, says he is grateful that nobody else was hurt. Michigan State Police say Cockrum showed multiple signs of intoxication after that crash and they're awaiting lab results to find out his at alcohol level. His license now was already suspended for a previous arrest
0: for operating while intoxicated. Oh my god, so he's chronic now. This, Back to you. This guy can't... You need a bed. Ah! Enough for both. That guy can't be He can't be behind the wheel. You know how it is with these assholes. They, uh... Judges are so lenient on these people. Uh, probably not the best decision in my opinion. I mean, uh, for once, I would just love it If um, people who got busted for uh, driving under the influence, driving while intoxicated, you know, the judge just says, okay, how do you plead? Uh, Yeah, your honor, I I plead guilty. Uh, I was a .80. Okay. Um, And the guy's kind of like, and the judge is like, yeah, you'll just, you know, no big deal. Hey, you'll be back driving and drinking in no time. It's all good. And then the judge says, all right, I sentence you to 15 years. Solitary confinement. Um, If we had that type of uh, uh, stiff penalties towards these scumbag drunk drivers. uh, We would not have this. This wouldn't be nearly as an issue. There is no uh, um, real uh, reason to stop. They're like, ah, you know, the courts enable these people in my opinion we should be we should have stiffer penalties for drunk driving it's just for for drunk driving incidents it's just not severe enough of a deterrent that's how it, that's why it isn't a deterrent it's not severe enough come on now all right how about this one i i can't remember if i talked about this or not did i talk with you guys on the patreon about the lady who set the house on fire in Memphis. I don't think I did. I think I had planned on telling telling you about it, but I didn't actually do it. I've been mean, I've been meaning to tell the story forever. Um look at this chick. I mean if someone's gonna set a house on fire. You would expect it. She'd look like that. I mean, she's got a meth sore on her head. Oh, my God. Uh, She just looks like Cedar Springs, Michigan. Uh, She was pissed off because the, uh, the other person in the house, who I guess was a friend of hers, a friend, perhaps a sister, There was uh, four adults, three kids inside of this home when this meth head set the home on fire in Memphis, Tennessee. She actually said uh, to one of the people, one of the women who was in the house was in a wheelchair, and this crazy bitch, as she set the house on fire, said, have fun getting out of the house, bitch. Quote. Have fun getting out of the house, bitch, before slamming the door and going outside. Moments later, flames were seen coming from the porch. Investigators say the neighbor across the street saw Pamela West use a cigarette lighter to set a plastic bag of clothes that were on the porch on fire. Of course, a plastic bag of clothes were on the porch. It was probably dropped off by goodwill for the family. So this crazy bitch sets the bag of clothes on fire and then says, I am getting out of the house, bitch. Slams the door on the porch and leaves. Uh, neighbors showed up and said, get out of the house, get out of the house. And they got everybody out of the house. Uh, this chick was, was, uh, you know, caught and arrested set the bond at $30,000, but that's not all. But wait, there's more. She was pissed off because there was an argument going on over a hamburger. I can actually see that if you're hungry and somebody eats, eat your leftovers or eats the last burger. Okay. That could actually happen. Or perhaps, uh, the, the burger was uh, was undercooked or something like that or I don't know I it could be one of many things. this has got to be like a series of incidents. So when they say it can't be just over a hamburger. there have to have been a series of problems over time that and this was just the the final the final uh, uh, thing the tip of the iceberg, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Which I've been saying for years, but I'm not sure where that slogan comes from, but it or that saying, but it I guess it, it means too much. It's finally we've gone too far. The hamburger incident is the reason why I'm going to set the house on fire. It happened in Memphis, Tennessee. To some it's really um Sad for the people in the great state of Tennessee that Memphis is actually part of Tennessee. Because, you know, every community has a rough uh, part to it. Uh, The other three cities that have actual people in them in Tennessee, well, even pretty much just one of them. Nashville has people in it. Knoxville has people in it. Chattanooga kind of has people in it, but even that is like pretty much just... I mean, Nashville has a rough patch, but for the most part, they have it down where they keep those people away. Not in Memphis. Memphis is one of the worst places in the United States. There is about a one-square-block area of Memphis... That is acceptable. The rest of it is there are people in Ukraine that have been living in bomb shelters that are saying to their kids, look, we know this is bad, but it's not Memphis. They're using that to keep the locals in Ukraine From losing their minds about where they're living. The people are like, we just, the the Ukrainians are saying, don't cry for us. Because there are people with worse. In Memphis, Tennessee. From the same TV station in Memphis. Action News 5, NBC. NBC. Unrelated, but on the same day, another news story came out. This gentleman, whose mugshot I'm about to show you, is in custody. Because he lost his mind about something as well. And he got pissed off at his dad. 32-year-old Jonathan Lindsay was upset at dad. Not really sure the specifics. Like in the last story, we had the specifics of a hamburger. This story doesn't really get into that. All we know, it was so bad for Jonathan Lindsay. They were outside of the house arguing. Jonathan went into the home, got his gun, and the neighbors started hearing Jonathan fire. They heard gunshots in the house. It was Jonathan shooting up the inside of the home. He then wandered outside of the home, threatened his own father, and then fired multiple rounds at the vehicles that were in the driveway and also fired into the home while outside of the home. He did his own inside-outside walk-by shooting. Mom was in the home, and she had to hit the deck like Walter White in that scene when he jumped on Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad. Bullets flying into the home. Fat fuck Jonathan, Jonathan, not Jonathan, Jonathan Lindsay ran away. It was easy to find him, though. This is what Jonathan looks like. Okay, now if that is not either inbreeding or fetal alcohol syndrome, I don't know what is. Look at the shape of that head. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, you must see it. Look at how square this thing is. Despite the beard and the hair, you're still able to get the sense that it's actually a block head. I've never seen a person with more angles on their head than this. And it doesn't look like there's enough head above the eyes. It's like his cranium was somehow uh, cut off. And then they, they, they put him back together with just less head and brain. Wow. What a fucking, ooh. You can just, ooh. Definitely some missing chromosomes there. That is a really, really strange-looking soul. You add in the fat, the facial hair, the mullet, and you have a very handsome devil for the community of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, This is in Tipton County, Tennessee. So I guess I don't even know if it is Memphis. I don't even know where Tipton County is. I have no idea. Um. Cops said, this is a case of a domestic situation that turned violent quickly. Luckily, no one was seriously injured during this careless shooting spree. Yada, yada. Thankful no one was hurt. Uh, Very, very volatile. Oh, my God. He's been charged with aggravated domestic assault and reckless endangerment. $20,000 bond is expected to appear in court November 29th at 9 a.m. It is going to be. A rough Thanksgiving for the fam. Perfect time for me to talk about the great food giveaway number three. Oh, my God. This started as an idea by Denny Porter. Do you remember A and D cleaning Amy and Denny? Danny said we should do this deal. Just uh, everybody, we just pu- pool our money together. Audience members of this grassroots ragtag show. We just pool our money together, buy as much food as we possibly can, box it up, and give it to underprivileged people. No questions asked uh, for Christmas. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Why? I don't know. I don't have a good reason. Let me think about it. Uh, This is right about the time that the uh, kidney donation went down. Danny brings it up again. Why not? Well, that's a lot of work. And he's like, well, that's a horrible reason. You realize all these people are gonna get fed, you idiot. Just you know, you, you're the one that they listen to, asshole. I can't do it. Why don't you do it and just gather up all the money, uh, have an accounting of it on the show, and then spend that amount of money on the food. Just go buy it. I mean, Meyer will work with you. And I'm like, I'm gonna do it. And he goes, Hada boy, had a boy. It took some convincing, but we did it. And then I think I talked about it maybe once on the show and then immediately everybody was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So we decided to meet at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid NEV on sometime a couple days before Christmas and uh give away the food. Now, before before the Zaniacs became assholes, they were involved in this and they were key and instrumental In this. They're no longer part of this. Outfit. Not going to lie to you. They were a big help. But we have since parted ways. That is now done. And rightfully so. In my opinion. Thank you for the help. But we've moved on. So. For the rest of us. We have to do this. So what I will do is um on the show notes and I'll be posting on social media how we do the money. You dig into your pocket, you send it my way electronically and then I have a pile of money and I'm constantly updating you as to how much money we have in the uh, various spots like Venmo and PayPal and things like that. And then I talk with Meyer and we price out the meals. Now, last year, and the year before, we did 100 meals. Um, Christmas ham. Uh, rolls. Did we have green bean? No. We did cans of corn. Bag of potatoes. For mashed potatoes. Gravy. King's Hawaiian rolls. And pumpkin pie. For dessert. We get a pile of money. I say to Meyer. Josh at Meyer. I go. I want to buy these meals. He prices it all out for me. We buy the meals. Mike ball shows up with his trailer. His MB distributing trailer and all of his boxes from his little Debbie snacks. We show up at Irvine's army of volunteers. Uh, Grand Rapids pit bull alliance has pet food for the folks. For our recipients, and then we box up the food. We wait there. Uh, we drink cocoa. We smoke cigarettes, and we give the shit away. Sarah Rook Ruck roosh screams at people to come to come get free food. So this is the time. Tis the season. Uh, I didn't even plan on talking about this today, but it seemed like it was a good time to talk about it. So you'll be hearing about uh, a lot about this. And I'll be giving you my Venmo. And I'll be giving you my PayPal. I uh, it's like, Zane, do a charity. I know. I know. It's easier to do a charity. Right. I get that. I have it. So we're doing it again this way, the same way we did for the first two years. We had a, uh, an amazing time the first two years. So I'll be looking to you again to do this. To help pay for a Christmas meal for folks who are so less fortunate than all of us. Thank you if you've helped out in the past, in the past, and uh, if you're considering helping out for this. But um, you know, I I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I have a little bit of trepidation because we had a number of people that used to support the show don't you, and they don't support the show now. So I'm like, can we do another hundred meals? Well, I can't go less. So the old rule is go big or go home. Isn't that right? Isn't that? I mean, you can't be like scared, like some kind of pussy. You got to go for it. So we're going to increase the amount of food that we need, money that we need to raise for food. Now, to me, going big or going home is doubling it. So we had 100 meals last time. Let's. Do 200 this time. All right. A hundred the first year we did it. A hundred the second year we did it. Enough screwing around. Let's feed 200 families with Christmas meals, with me, with you, together, raising money. All right. Now, I can't remember exactly... The dollar amount. I'm going to have to um, sit down and do the math here. But I think we're talking um, north of $2,500 is what we will need to raise. Maybe more. I'll keep you updated. I can't wait to see uh, the looks and the faces when we put those meals in the backs of their cars. thank you to frank fuss my policy shop insurance do not try to tackle healthcare.gov or medicare or social security alone have frank do it for you open enrollment going on now 616-914-4070 if you are without health insurance because your employer does not offer it you are self-employed or you are recently at a job loss or in between jobs Don't dive into COBRA. That's a scam. Get a healthcare.gov policy today. 616-914-4070. Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. And, you know, it's very important that you reach out to Frank because he's one of these sponsors It's like, I haven't heard from anybody. I'm like, oh, my God, just breaking my balls. Get on the phone. Talk to Frank today. Thank you, Full House Comedy. A list of all the shows coming to the area, fullhousecomedy.com. You got Sarah Honda Granville. A brand new car can be yours at Sarah Honda Granville. Go there, test drive a brand new vehicle today. S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. Test drive a new car, sit down, tell them what you want on that car. A few weeks from now, your vehicle arrives. Take care of that at Sarah Honda Granville. I love the new Honda CRV. Oh my God, very, very sporty looking mini SUV. I just posted a video. Uh, With me and Brian from Sarah Honda Granville. And that car is so awesome, man. You're going to love that thing. Test drive one today at Sarah Honda Granville. Um, Okay, I stacked all these at the end because I was talking about the damn, about everything. Okay, A and E, heating and cooling. Uh, Do not fire up your furnace unless that thing has been tuned. If you live in West Michigan and when it comes time to, hey, it's cold, turn on the heat, All right, you're turning it on after, first of all, last year's uh, heating season and then all of the cooling season. It's filthy. The sensors are covered with debris that shouldn't be on there. It's running at efficiency that is very low. It's not at its optimum efficiency. So you get that thing cleaned and tuned, and then you're going – that's preventative maintenance to keep it from breaking down on the middle of a cold Saturday night. And you're making it more efficient so that you're not burning as much fuel, whatever it is you burn. Reach out to A&E Heating and Cooling for that $79 special. 616-516-8579. Mention my name. Or if you need a new furnace installed, they install the number one furnace in the land. That is, of course, the comfort maker. Finally, five-star service. From the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. No one else in the industry can boast about five-star service. Congrats. Just awarded by the Realtor Associ- Association of America. 231-332-6505. And it's all based on service after the loan is finished. So you get your loan. You're like, oh, that was great. There's constantly follow-up. Everything okay? Would you think about a refi? uh, Rates are a lot lower now. You can save a lot of money. Those things. That's what happens. A lot of guys or gals, when you get the mortgage, they're like, done with you the second you put your name on the dotted line. Kyle Ryan. Sorry, kidding. Uh, The Mario Flores lecture team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, Every state in the union, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, can take advantage of this. Reach out to Mario and his staff today. 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505. All right. We got to get into air show. Oh, my God. (sighs) Absolutely nuts. Wings over Dallas was the name of the event. Uh, Some type of uh, old school World War II uh, bomber called a Flying Fortress. And then uh, while the Flying Fortress was going overhead, there were some World War II fighter planes. I forget what the head, doesn't matter what the name of that one is. And it just, it just hits the flying fortress, the B seventeen. Chris says, and when it hit it, the tail of the B seventeen you see it flutter to the ground, and then you know the the front part where the motors are immediately bursts into flames, crashes down. Holy shit! My God, fucking a! Everybody's dead. Fighter pilot, that thing, that thing disintegrated in the air. This woman, everybody's traumatized. Holy shit! Audio check, video check. Thank God this woman narrates because she really captures the moment.
1: Oh shit. Oh my fucking God. Are you serious, bro? This shit really just
0: happened, right? Oh no! Unbelievable.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, my fucking God. Are you serious, bro? This shit really just happened,
0: right? There's not much more to say. It's a great question. Are they okay? And yeah, you know, what was interesting is right after that, they go, investigators aren't saying if there's survivors. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to. Uh, Gonzalez 1969 says, I was at the at the Battle Creek thing when the jet truck crashed. Oh, that's right. Talk about a crazy thing. You got something going is like 350 miles an hour on the ground. So, you know, half of these people that go to these fucking air shows are sick, disgusting individuals in the first place. Um, They went there. And they were like, I hope this happens. That's why they go. And then it happened. So if you were to, okay, there was a report on NBC Nightly News that uh, people were walking around um, and they had smiles on their faces and were high-fiving because that's what they came for. So we all know that anybody, half the people that go to an air show are are horrible human beings. That's why they went there. They're like, yes, yes. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, you know. Some of that might be true, but seriously, how many times have you ta- heard somebody say if, if there's a, a, a video online, that's the only reason why you would ever want to uh, watch an air show video is to see the crash, but I mean, my God, and then sometimes you'll see like, because uh, these are like the most skilled pilots, they have to be, they're flying these antiques, and still... What happened to the asshole in the fighter plane? He flew right into that motherfucker. The the, the guys who flew the jetliners into the Twin Towers looked less deliberate than the fighter jet going into the B seventeen. It was that ridiculous. So I don't know, maybe it was Al Qaeda or something like that. Now there's no way Al Qaeda would do that. They wouldn't take down a vintage plane. They would, they would fly it into like a school or something like that. So we can rule that out. Uh, maybe he, there was a medical incident in the plane. Maybe chalk it up to that. I wonder if we'll ever know what the fuck. Jeez. Unbelievable. Uh, folks, coming up on the Patreon, a local douche bit into a pizza and because of a mishap, he bit into a piece of metal. And this can only be chalked up to it happens. Shit happens, it happens. Uh, there is a... Unbelievable overreaction going on. And I am uh, Team Little Caesars on this one. And this dick crybaby needs to shut the fuck up. I'll just tell you that right now. Also, Dave Chappelle was on Saturday Night Live. And he was very funny. I love Dave Chappelle. And what I love about Dave Chappelle is that he opened up with like a 14-minute monologue. An intro. Uh, you know, the he opened up the show with 14 minutes of stand-up a lot of what he talked about was Kanye and what Kanye said about Jewish people. And it was great. Uh, fuck, Dave Chappelle, if he puts his mind to it, he can think about anything. And it's fantastic. Well, he did an amazing job. And for all, uh, from what I was reading, the reviews, there was pretty much everybody loved it. I know I loved it. I want to play for you a little clip of it, a little bit of it on the Patreon. I'll probably get in trouble for some get get muted or something like that but uh, uh, I am out of time I have to give you the asshole of the day though on this Monday uh, Kyle writes his monologue was great I was also really high while watching it Uh, on Friday the asshole of the day was Kentucky Friday KFC for the um Get yourself a a crystal knock chicken sandwich. Nothing says uh, um, getting burned to death in uh, 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 World War II Holocaust atrocities than the uh, new chicken sandwich. Nothing says night of broken glass like our new chicken sandwich. All right. Meanwhile, uh asshole of the day Pantsgate Billy Mills Wedding Week Lions somehow win Bills Vikings game of the year Tom Brady uh, Tom Brady Tom Brady Chandler Cockholm or whatever the fuck his name is the guy who jumped the interstate. Chick who burnt the house down over a burger. Stupid dumbass who shot up his house who uh, has a crazy-looking mugshot. Air show catastrophe. Uh, great food giveaway. Waylon. Uh, group formerly known as Zaniacs. Turn on John Jaminko John Jamingo causing him to cancel his show. All things that could be related to the asshole of the day. But I gotta keep it real. I'm sorry for lying to your old pal Eric Zane, for making uh, Gary's life miserable with the phone call, for making the tailor have to cut through a swath of shit, uh, for making uh, exposing the crew at the dry cleaning facility to your biohazard, to me, to your sister. To everybody in this household, it has to be the NFK uh, with authority, with a bullet, as the asshole of the day. Not the first time that he's won that, but congratulations. That's going to do it for me. Thank you for being here. Have a great one, folks. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye.